0: Hey healers, happy Saturday, another self-care Saturday. We are here again, getting ready to have a conversation with Pastor Eva Melton. My good sis, Miss Eva is a force to be reckoned. She's a quiet storm like I am. So I resonate very deeply with her as a person, as a woman. Um, as a light being, as one in service to others. We're going to get into her story medicine um, and how she manifests in community, serving. She's an author, so she literally just put out a book calling us to accountability and service um, and really taking inventory as to why we do the things that we do and getting to the root of that So as a life coach and a uh, life strategist, um, she's amazing, and I can't wait for you to meet her. So uh, relax and stay tuned and enjoy the conversation. I'll see you on the other side. Hello, Eva. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I was still texting you, and you beat me again to the punch. Uh, you happy? I, okay? I can hear you okay. I was literally still texting you in the middle of texting you, and you just hopped on. Here we are. Happy self care Saturday. How are you?
1: I'm doing awesome. How about you?
0: I am well. Can you hear me okay?
1: I hear you perfectly.
0: Yay. All right, so we'll just dive right in. This is a continuation from our live that we had a week ago, and uh, which was very delicious and juicy. I'm still getting some side DM messages inquiring um, and just some nuggets that you shared. So I'm going to ask you to jump in real quick and tell the people who you are, your name, you know, all the good stats. Where are you? And how are you showing up in the community today?
1: All right. So I'm Eva Melton. Grateful to be here. I hail from Selma, Alabama. I live currently in Birmingham, Alabama. I am a pastor um, positionally, um, but I also serve as a spiritual guide by way of um, what I would call being accountability coach, spiritual accountability, accountability coach and life strategist.
0: And so that is how I show up in the world. Nice. So we have a bit of a tradition, um, which we did a little bit on the live. But here on the podcast, this is where um, I take advantage of this intimate, uh, behind the scenes time. And I like to dive deeper into your story medicine. So I'm going to ask you to give me a heart check. Take 30 seconds. And just whatever's on the surface of your heart, uh, just do a little self-inventory. So where are you? What are you feeling? How are you feeling uh, externally, internally? Yeah, all that jazz. Heart check time. And go.
1: I'm grateful, grateful, grateful in this season of reminding myself <laughs> queen get back on your throne and um, just waiting and watching as the universe brings the things to me um, that i need without my need to control or um, watch over so closely and so uh-huh. it's really the season that i'm in just sitting um, some call that high priestess that's what i call it and, mm-hmm. um, that that is literally i feel like the season i've been in for the last couple of weeks
0: High priestess season—that's uh, a message in itself. That's a sermon as well. I ain't trying to give you no notes for a sermon. However, I feel like uh, we can we can definitely uh, exegete that. Yeah. Um, that high priestess energy and what that is—I literally just told a client yesterday. Um, what it, it was—a question rather, in form of provoking, because that's what I do. That's my medicine. And I asked her, and I said, "You don't really believe." in your gifts like you don't really believe in the spirit or in the source behind your gifts do you because if you did there wouldn't be so much micromanaging Um, and I don't think and this is for all of us just a a self inventory check for all of us because faith and worry comes from the same energy there is this persistent uh, relentless repetitious ongoing energy that we put towards a thing and just you know just to take a little self-inventory to ask well what what is the root of that energy is it faith or fear Mm. like am I am I focused because I'm scared and I'm trying to micromanage and I'm trying to be the annoying manager overseeing a project that was already given (laughs) to a group and I keep stepping in the room trying to sit at the spiritual table, asking my guides and my spiritual goons, y'all got it? Y'all are you sure? Okay. Did y'all delegate? Okay. So who going to do what? Like, that's not my business. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, see, I didn't, I didn't mean to do this. I, <laughs> I, I, I highlight that because it is a place, I think, that we all ebb and flow from, um, faith or fear, And Eva, I'm going to ask you to real quickly just share a little bit of that dynamic with your relationship between faith and fear ongoing as of today. And um, how did that bring you to write this book that I look (laughs) into?
1: Well, I think, you know, for me there's always this element, I think, element of fear it never completely goes away, especially mm-hmm. when you're continuously expanding or uh, extending, ascending. Um, so there's always this element of uh, fear. Uh, faith is grown out of as you you know, get past one level or you expand to another um, level of consciousness. I think that our faith increases, but there's always this element of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can have fear and faith Kind of exist and have the courage to do it anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: Trust, to Mm -hmm. have faith. And so it takes courage to get beyond that fear um, and to acknowledge that there's fear there, but to have to move and shift to, okay, but I'm going to trust, I'm going to have faith. So, yeah. So, and that literally is how I get to the book. And, um, you know, we, the book was birthed in 2020. um, And it was a time of just, stress for me um in the middle of a pandemic um being a uh, feeling spirit tell me to finish a book to write a book and not even feeling that it was sufficient um mm. when I look at it at times and before it you know really kind of gotten into print and I think just being obedient and having that faith and when I say obedient it's not like a like overbearing obedience I'm talking about but doing what I know I needed to do that what the sound of the genuine was telling me in that moment was to release this book breadcrumbs to purpose because it was literally for people who were struggling in the middle of the pandemic who needed some sense of purpose some sense of being some sense of knowing that they were not random that they were created with a purpose in mind and that's literally how this book became to be
0: yeah I love that The reminder, I'm going to go back to courage for a minute. This was also in our conversation and understanding that without fear, courage wouldn't exist. You you would have no reason to be courageous Mm -hmm. if you didn't have the, the balance. That's just the law of the universe, right? The duality and all of these things. I love your courage to put yourself on the front line. And I felt like... At some point, we were all essential, <laughs> essential workers <laughs> in our own right, um, coming through the thick of 2020, if we're honest. So let's, let's just be honest, like essential in not just our own homes, whether we had other people in our homes or not being caretakers, but also being um, extensions of uh, service and holding space for people outside of the home. And, I mean, you have a church, you know, that makes you essential, not just from the pulpit, but just being available, um, being able to answer your emails, being able to pick up your phone, being able to answer questions, being able to speak to through breadcrumbs to purpose, speak to the fear um, and the, the just the, the hesitancy and the collective grief and all that for people uh give me a little background on this um because yes the book is amazing and more to come from that we're going to get back on that in just a second also your position your posture uh and how you show up in the space of serving um parishioners in a church how did we what how does our story medicine bring us to that point um, I know you come from pastors, being a preacher's kid, but where did the relationship make start to make sense for you that pushed you into a position that's not just because of tradition and lineage, but because you wanted it and it was because it is your purpose as well?
1: Right, right. I have always been in a position, um, middle school, high school lifelong um what people always came to me. Um not just for advice, um uh, but for answers. You know, mm-hmm. like not necessarily my words were just advice, take this as, as advice, but that I for somehow for them I hope I held an answer to what they needed.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and as time went on in life, I really wanted to see people, especially women, begin to be their own authority. Um, and to begin to cultivate, um, uh, the relationship that I had with God, um, I had with spirit to hear and to, um, follow and to become their own authority that they, I wanted to lead people to seek God in that way they were seeking me for Him. And so uh, that meant empowering people. I know that's a word we use a lot now, but that meant literally empowering people that they could be that person. And I met a lot of these people um, by way of religion, by Mm -hmm. way of religion. And you would think that in those spaces that they were empowered, that they did see themselves as their their own authority, but it it was not. um, Many were very boxed in. I myself was boxed in and it was one of the reasons I ended up in seminary. I didn't end up in seminary because I felt a call to uh to pastor. I ended up in seminary because I was struggling with um some of the things that were said that were oppressive to women in the biblical text in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And so uh as I began to become liberated and to understand and realize who I was outside of this biblical text that I am this limitless being as this, this terminology that you taught me. Um, mm-hmm. I was in a better position to allow other women and to help other women find that same space. Yeah. So that's really my, that's the biggest joy for me, helping other people. I just want to see people be free to live. Yeah. Um, and I know there's different levels and awareness. And, and, and for me, like I'm continuously growing into what freedom looks like for Eva, all of these things that I'm shedding and that I'm letting go of. And at one point in my life, it was just so scary to make that um, transition. And so that's why I feel like everybody needs a guide. Everybody right. needs a guide. And so right. I feel like I'm finding myself as being that guide for other women to be free.
0: Yes. You said this on the live as well. See yourself as your own authority. And that, it, it just kept coming back. And that was actually one of the messages I received afterwards. Um. How often do we put ourselves in a position or just make this a part of our self-care regimen? Like, the things that I'm doing, and I'm gonna make, I am like to make things very practical as well, um, because we can be so, <laughs> my granny girl would say, this is so deep, so lofty, and no earthly good that you know so much you don't know nothing. You ain't using none of the stuff that you know. So, if, if my goal is to see myself as my own authority, mm-hmm. however, my habits, my patterns, every day, contradict that. Which means they put me in a position where I feel a slave to mm-hmm. my thoughts, yes, my emotions, the food I eat, my perception of my body. Uh, the people that I talk to, the information that I take in, whether from family, from culture, from social media, from media as well, uh, when I feel uh, pressured, you know, social justice happening amidst the pandemic, the world watches a man be lynched, right? Mm-hmm. And people are sending these videos like wildfire through my timeline. And I'm watching and reposting and watching and reposting and watching and reposting and trying to figure out why my body is cramped up. Why am Mm -hmm. I aching? Why do I have palpitations? Why my chest is full? Why my face is breaking out? Mm -hmm. Why I'm dehydrated. Right. And, and and I, I love that you identified, you know, part of your life purpose because I stand with you in that if nothing else, I just want people to see themselves and to be free mm-hmm. and to, to be able to untangle themselves out of just the, the very simple daily habits. So going back to seeing yourself as your own authority, but my lifestyle, my daily habits, the way I show up every day might contradict that. Mm-hmm. What would you say to uh, not just a parishioner, but just a client, anyone that, that you cross paths with that says, you know what, I'm struggling identifying i know that i can be my own authority however i still feel subjected to a slave to these things that are happening every day what's your medicine for them
1: yeah um yeah and and i will say this is particularly an issue for women because the whole world from the day that we're born tells us how we should be Mm mm-hmm and we take that on and it's from childhood, we're hearing how we're supposed to be a mom, a wife, all these things that we're supposed to be, what we need to do with our bodies, a board, not a board, all these things. Mm-hmm. And I literally tell people the first step is that you have got to slow down. You gotta at some point almost drop everything that's on your plate to see what you need to put back on there. Like mm-hmm. I was like, you gotta clean your plate off, be still listen to get into a ritual of meditation so that you can hear your own voice and there's so much um that I feel like gets layered on us as far as responsibilities that we have um that we began to build life for everybody else but for ourselves Mm
0: -hmm. and we
1: lose ourselves um and I just don't feel like God created our lives to be that way And so that piece of getting um, women, and I say women because that's my primary audience, getting them to slow down. Yeah. them to say no, because that means you have to say no to some things. And just literally almost starting over, cleaning your plate and only putting back on those things that are nutritious, that serve you, that are beneficial to you, um, is literally how you have to start. There's no... I've learned that slowly trying to take this off and take that stuff off, it almost has to be drastic.
0: Scrape to- that plate. I like how you said clean that plate off. Stand yeah. over that trash can and <laughs> scrape that whole plate in there. Yes. Oh my goodness, that's so good. Um, you mentioned rituals and alchemy and, uh, or I mentioned alchemy but you said rituals, which you know, that's my jam. I love rituals. I love I love the, the energy and the vibration from that and understanding what a ritual is as a tool externally that's going to match and complement where I am and who I am internally. And there is a fine line that we walk um, with being addicted to the ritual itself yeah. without uh, seeing its value, like its true value. Yes. So we have this, this same... You know, person, right? That you just gave them their medicine on what to do, and they said, "I'm okay. I'm overwhelmed, and I'm distracted. I know I can be my own um, authority, uh, my own voice of authority. And and what do I need to do to to anchor myself and say, so, okay? So you say, okay, go scrape your plate, stand over that trash can, and scrape your plate, and create." A ritual for yourself and I'm going to ask you to step into this medicine and and be transparent what do your rituals look like do pastors Mm -hmm. have rituals um and what do they how do these rituals every every day if, if these are rituals that you fall into every day how do they further uh the mission for you to being your own voice of authority yes
1: yes so um I have rituals daily. I have rituals when I'm meeting with a client, I have different rituals for when I'm standing up addressing, you know, in the sermonic moment, um, as ways, number one, to cover myself. Um, mm-hmm. and because I mean so many, so many different types of energy show up in a space. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, the the most important thing for me is meditation. Mm-hmm. Because, um, so much can go on, um, in the world. Um, I'm not being on the TV, but somebody can call you, um, and you answer the phone at the wrong time or, um, and, but you are serving you showing up to serve others. So that's a different yeah. of accountability to you. And I feel like a deeper level of, um, self care. This has to happen. So I'm being on meditation. Mm-hmm. I am on um, sage I'm big on crystals I'm big on um, baths I am big on affirmations I um, affirmations are huge for me and I have to not just say them to myself in my mind I have to verbally speak them
0: yeah Um,
1: many times just because of what I could be faced with I am also a Reiki practitioner so I do Mm -hmm. stuff but I also see Reiki practitioners, you know, so mm-hmm. I get the help that I need. And I realize for me as a pastor, I have to make sure consistently that I have a guy. And that guy does not have to be somebody that carries the same type of positional title as pastor. Um, but yeah. somebody that reminds me of who I am outside of that environment, who, who I am outside of what I bring to others. And so to me, that's a part of my self care of having accountability. A God who, you know, is not going to be in that space with me that um, can see the fullness of me. And to me, that is the best self care I can offer um, myself so that I can show up in the world every day the best that I can be for the people God has called me to serve.
0: Oh, Lord Jesus. Okay. Get to the side. Get to the side of the ring. (laughs) Oh, that was good. Um, Where do I start? Okay, I want to say shit. Let me get it out my system. Shit, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, here's one lens. You you mentioned uh, having a consistent guide and all of these tools that you use, meditation, sage, crystals, baths. Oh, I love baths, spiritual baths. So important. Um, but using all of these tools as a consistent guide in your life uh, because one thing you highlighted was I cannot see the fullness of me so having a consistent guide and having someone outside of me who may not be in the same space that I am in meaning they don't do the exact same line of work that I do mm-hmm. um, and, and I'm really passionate about uh, you know Everyone having a mentor or a teacher, that's just how I was raised. And that was how I was trained, even in clinic as well. Every teacher needs a teacher. Every counselor needs a counselor. Like if you don't have a place of accountability and even deeper than that, this is where Hey Healers' um, culture statement came from. If your healers are not healing themselves, dot, 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 <laughs> therein lies an issue. A part of the healing for us and being accountable Is showing up in spaces where we surround ourselves with people who reflect the kind of medicine that we need because I am faulty in my humanity. I am not always going to see all sides of me. So having someone who has a greater vantage point in the area that I may not necessarily be strong in Mm -hmm. and all I have to do is sit in their presence and they show me or they just point the way for me or they just bring something to my awareness. That's so valuable. Mm-hmm. I'm treading into my pastors now, um, mm-hmm. and this this is I grew up in this, so I've I have seen and I have felt um, the trauma, to be honest, of church hurt mm-hmm. and abuse and manipulation and hypocrisy, and I'm just speaking from my own family, <laughs> mm-hmm. not even getting into the places that I served in, the places that I followed my ex husband in. Um, But there's a lot to unpack there. One thing I want to bring up just for this conversation, how valuable Eva is it for pastors, for people who consider themselves a shepherd to have a place of accountability to check in? How valuable is it for them to be reminded that they can't see all sides of them either? And it's okay you know, scripture and Bible study and if it depends on what denomination you're in. If you got your deacons and you feel like that's your accountability, but can't nobody else tell you nothing. How valuable is it, dear pastor, it um, to, yeah. to 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 you know give give them these gentle reminders?
1: Yeah, it's a it's very valuable. Um because in our role as pastor we oftentimes are number one we're human Mm -hmm. and a lot of times we are dealing people that come to us they are in need of something um and if we are not careful and we are not cared for if we're not taking care of ourselves it's really impossible our stuff gets in the mix with their stuff yeah Um, and we do more damage to those that we lead and we're called to serve when we don't take care of ourselves. Um, and the frustrations that can come out of working with human beings that you see on a consistent basis, you know, it's like, if you have a therapist, you know, you got an appointment schedule, you don't see them anymore, but pastors Mm -hmm. are exposed to people, the same people consistently over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're open and susceptible to targets. Um, open and susceptible to being hurt, but still having to minister to the people that hurt us. And Mm -hmm. we need spaces where we can go outside of the spaces we're called to serve to number one, talk about what we are experiencing, but then also be reminded of our own humanity and get our own accountability, have our checks and balances. Like I like to say, you like to say when we talk, Um, have people that can see that spiritual side of us yeah sometimes what's happens what happens with pastors they can't put words on it there's not words mm-hmm. but it's about energy and it's mm-hmm. something happening in that space they know it they can feel it they can touch it but there's no words to it and nobody else is going to understand that in that space right you are literally kind of you know when it comes to that space the buck stops with you so you yeah more than anybody else but you need to have a space to debrief and to be not just debrief, debrief, debrief about. What's happening in that space? But who are you outside of that space? Yes. Um, How are you growing? Um. Are you consistently because sometimes you are the top person in that space? Are you still growing? You know? Are you accountable for your own growth? And so that's a topic that is just near and dear to my heart because I come from a past a, a family of pastors, um, and I've just seen so much in the line of church that I just know I have made. I just told God like there's some things I don't want to ever do or positions I don't ever want to be in um, and just give me who and what I need to help me on my path and I'm not necessarily mm. always looking for that to be another pastor per se
0: right right just give me who and what I need to help me <laughs> along my path and that concludes our tip talk no seriously no 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 that was <laughs> That's a mantra and a a app listen. That's an affirmation and a prayer in itself. Just give me who and what I need, cause I don't know. I don't always know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also uh, something that I a part of my prayer in the form of a question. Every day I wake up, who's manifesting me, and that's my my way of opening up to. I don't I don't exactly know. Now I have an idea. I might know the demographic. And sometimes we can be so hard pressed about this is who I serve. These are the kind of people um, that are, you know, in my network. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is this is who's on my timeline. Right. This, I'm literally like, I'm talking to the same Facebook friends over and over again. And just to the people that are in my Instagram circle. What? Oh, gosh just the disadvantage of being so um, rigid about the way you serve and share and express a gift that don't even belong to you. Wow. How are you hoarding something that's not yours? Mm -hmm. You are just a conduit. Yes. Oh my Lord. Take me to breadcrumbs, please. (laughs) (laughs) Breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs to purpose. Oh gosh. Um and I just spoke about being rigid and, and really dogmatic in our view. In order to make that transition, uh, what do breadcrumbs represent, Eva?
1: Okay, so um for, for in the sake of the book, breadcrumbs represent um these things that are already within us that kind of can that can give us a sense where our purpose lies.
0: Mm-hmm. Um
1: breadcrumbs comes from the Hansel and Greta story when they get to go in the forest and they're scared of getting lost and they say mm-hmm. well, let us drop breadcrumbs and it'll lead us back out of the forest and so what I'm saying is that um, God has already placed some things inside of us and those are our gifts our passions and then the things that unfold before us are our life events yeah. and they literally combine together can help a person have some sense of why they are created and why they are here. And so I talk in the book about ways to determine that Um, talk about having an accountability partner, because many times we cannot see ourselves. We cannot see our own gifts
0: because Mm -hmm. they come so
1: naturally to us. Mm -hmm. And it's really trying to get people to understand that everybody has a purpose that none of us are random. And that for me, Um, purpose is foundational for living like it's a very foundational principle but so many people lack an understanding of it or what their purpose is
0: yeah i um and i'm going to share this perspective with you i might have shared this before but especially within the last few years the way the energy of purpose the way that it's opened up for me and i share this with my clients I know what we've been taught and what we've been conditioned to believe that the steps that we take and the decisions that we make and, okay, let's just take the traditional way, the American dream. You go to school for a set amount of years, you meet somebody, you create a partnership with them. Um, Outside of that, individually, you take advantage of the education that you've had, you find a nice job, you find a nice, something nice to settle into. That's going to give you a consistent check. And then you're going to partner with someone who's also doing the same thing. And then eventually you guys are going to get a nice house with a picket fence. Then eventually your family's going to grow. You're going to have some kids. Like there's this, again, going back to rigid, this very rigid picture Mm -hmm. of what the journey is Mm -hmm. supposed to look like, right? In the midst of that, because again, we're following a template. And we're ignoring the signs that all of us are not cutouts. You know, those old school cutouts. Like, my kids don't appreciate paper puppets these days. Mm-hmm. But I remember um, those old school cutouts um, of, like, uh, Barbie dolls and, and, and models. And, and they had on these dresses and they had the little white stickers at the top. And I feel like society or culture and family we've put ourselves into this cutout mentality and mm-hmm. you have people who are literally dying, who are struggling mm-hmm. with anxiety, who are depressed, who are, uh, filling themselves with filling the voids and suppressing because they don't fit the cutout. Yeah. Because the cutout irritates them because mm-hmm. they don't understand the cutout because that's not their journey. That's not that's their right. mission. Right. So mm-hmm. I'd love that you use Hansel and Gretel as a source of light. I like to call them mile markers, but being able to drop these breadcrumbs along the way and understanding that the breadcrumbs are also light and that light might look like pain and it might look like mistakes and it might look like uh, the wrong decision and it might look like um, an abusive relationship and it may look like uh, you getting the wind knocked out of you. Mm-hmm. Right. Not just the joys, because light is not just joy. Light yes, is right. also shadow. So, but if you just follow the light, follow the breadcrumbs, the purpose is not an external bow or box with a bow on it. That's right. But the purpose is you. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm following the breadcrumbs to bring me back oh. to me, to yeah. bring me home, <laughs> to remember who I am. Oh
1: yes yes and oh. one of the things I said in the book um you know talking about life events I talked about the dark nights of the soul and I talked about mm. my divorce and how while I don't glorify divorce it was one of the most transformative experiences of my life
0: listen and I talk I about where it yes.
1: I am today if I had not gone through that experience and so things when I think about it in light of that perspective it makes me blessed my former spouse uh because mm-hmm. i wouldn't be who i am today if i had not journeyed with him that part of the way um so that that's kind of where but it, it is it is like what you say it's just coming home to yourself it is it's not just like coming home The explorer out exploring something
0: no, <laughs> home to Yourself. Oh, oh my gosh okay oh. I'm going to go. I'm going to go there. I want to wrap this up, but I can't. It's just so good. Breadcrumbs to purpose. Coming back home to yourself. um, And I want to bring this home with this statement, and I'm going to let you just kind of speak to the hearts of someone, of those that are listening who are right there in the middle of their breadcrumbs. Like, literally. And they actually, they ration it out their breadcrumbs. So they're They're holding on to them, um, or they're, they're struggling and trying to interpret the manna, which is also a part of a part of the breadcrumb, right? That bread that's falling on the ground that is to serve as a mile marker for them. Um, they are suffering and the way I translate suffering is resistance. Mm -hmm. And I want you to speak to, speak to their hearts, um, in the way that you would in this book, Prayer Crumbs to Purpose, about coming home and that resistance or relinquishing the resistance to coming back to yourself because every experience, every person, everything that crosses our path is a reflection to bring us back home to ourselves. What would you tell that soul?
1: I would tell that soul to really... Instead of resist, to lean in Mm -hmm. um, and ask spirit to give you a higher perspective of what's happening around you and to really surrender to what is happening. Um, Don't try to force, um, don't try to wish it away, but surrender to what is happening around you and to lean in more to the spirit. And so we really don't, when we lean in more to the spirit, I think the spirit automatically gives us a higher perspective. It's, it's um I, you know, I'm seeing this image of like come to the mountaintop and yeah. try to get your life from the mountaintop from a higher perspective mm-hmm. out of the emotion of it. And
0: mm-hmm. you thereby
1: you can begin to see all of the moving pieces and the parts that in the end, somehow this will serve you. Yes. Um, And sometimes when we resist certain things in life, that is the very thing that is to awaken us. So we cannot resist it. Um, That There may just very well be a lesson in that. I tell this story a lot of times, and I feel like it's it's applicable. When I went through my divorce, I remember um, not really being fully on board with it, not really fully understanding it. But once I surrendered that, hey, number one, it's gonna happen anyway. Yeah. But when I surrendered the thought and the anxiety around it, the, the um, like, I almost con- constricting myself around it and I looked at it from a higher perspective, the situation actually ended up serving me. And if mm. I had not come to the mountaintop and to look down at my life from that perspective, I would not have understood, um, not that I needed to understand, but
0: I would not have been able to kind of release and go through and be where I am today. Mm -hmm. Eva, you trying to preach to us today. You giving us a little bit of, you giving us a little bit of that sermon. Yeah. Did y'all catch that? It it was the tone for me, baby. She switched (laughs) over real quick. I know I preach a tone when I hear one. She switched (laughs) over. (laughs) <laughs> if I had an organ, I would have followed you. <laughs> uh-huh. I heard it. I heard I that. It. I Listen, help. that higher perspective is gold. And I love that you said, had you not come to the mountaintop, you know, good old Martin. We love you, Martin. <laughs> had you not come to the mountaintop. I I like to call it the Eagle's Eye View. Oh yes. Oh. In expanding your vision, like, okay, take a step back, cast your net wider. Now look at it again. Look at it through your eagle's eye. And there's a reason why they go up as far as they go. How expansive. And it's not that they're going up and they're seeing it like from a Google Maps view. No, they can really hone in on the thing that they are focused on when they when they go up to see it from a higher perspective, I also love that you said lean in um, and lean into the spirit and leaning into the spirit of a thing. And what we know about the spirit, whether you were raised in a black church or not, but understanding that spirit comes to comfort. So that thing that you are suffering or resisting, once you lean into it automatically off top by default, you're going to feel better. Because it brings you comfort, it brings you provision, it soothes, it brings you a balm, it gives you a salve. It says, Okay, baby, you leaned in, I got you. Mm-hmm. Let's just ride it out. Oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. I think I think this is a good stopping point. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk all day. Oh my gosh. This is good. This was good. I feel like um you may be another part too uh some somewhere in june i definitely want to open this up also because another book is coming and i want you to talk about your projects that are coming you gave us a preview on the live um i dare you to be free and a couple of us started running like in place when you said that (laughs) so would you tell us where you're headed what's what is to come what other projects can we expect
1: Yes. um, I'm headed. I'm I'm currently working on or should be working on and um, editing my second book. I dare you to be free. And and, Mm. and the way I see it, that it will be a somewhat of a comfort support for uh, those who are seeking healing and liberation, but also those that are guiding people to healing and liberation yeah and also um still taking clients for my coaching program but it's really kind of spiritual coaching um I am relinquishing or delegating I'm delegating more duties at the church to others yeah so it is my goal to really be positioned in a place to help more people in a way that brings about transformational value Mm -hmm.
0: talking about the ritual
1: I don't want to get caught up in the ritual of Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, that the principles and the transformation that are supposed to be happening to individuals in their lives that they don't even have, there's not even the space for me to do that type of work.
0: Mm. And so
1: I am listening, literally listening to the spirit, literally trusting, literally knowing that everything is falling into line, coming into the space that I need to be able to fully do what I need to do and how I need to show up for people.
0: So. Yeah. Eva, I just love you. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give, give you your flowers right now. Um, and this was a practice I shared at the retreat. And I, I told people I really, speaking of leaning into, like to lean more into in the moment right there, not waiting for a special occasion, but in the moment, telling people how they make you feel because they need to know. Yes. And you need to know. I liked you from the start. I will tell you that. I liked you back in 2007. <laughs> when when this first started. And I didn't have to. You know. I'm a watcher. And I'm an observer. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't have to talk to anybody. And I, it was a lot of folk I didn't talk to. And I didn't like. <laughs> However. <laughs> I liked you from the start. And it wasn't just that honey. Honey gold. Uh, sandy hair that you had. That short cut <laughs> um but it's it's the way that you you've always had a high priestess energy even before you were even aware of it and it's not just your height because she's tall y'all she she is amazon she got legs um but just in the way that you walk in the way that you carry yourself in the way that uh you you carry the lineage this is ancestral work in medicine that you're doing and it's so evident And how organic and how authentic you are about showing up and being transparent. And I just want to tell you that I value that and I am inspired by that in you. And it just it literally uh, it makes something in me stand up to meet you where you are each time. So I want to say thank you. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for fighting. Thank you for uh, crying and getting up anyway. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having an attitude and still coming to preach. Thank, mm-hmm. you, for, <laughs> thank you for all, listen, I, all the stuff behind closed doors that, that people don't see once you get into the posture, into the position. Thank mm-hmm. you for that stuff. Um, and, and thank you for just continuing to say yes every day, because I know this is also medicine for you and um yeah i love you to life i, I do oh all right how can the people find you
1: um you can find me on my website evamelton.com. melton.com it connects to all of my social media accounts but if you go to any major platform social media wise you look up eva melton you'll come across me Um, the book can be found on Amazon or at evamelton.com but Mm -hmm. my website is kind of like the one stop shop where you can get all things Eva
0: all things Eva (laughs) All right, take us out with some deliciousness would you leave us with a quote or an affirmation that is dear to your heart what do you want us to focus on today
1: well I'll give you two the one you gave me the universe is in love with you (laughs) and the
0: next one is queen, get back on your throne. Ooh. Get over there and sit down where you're supposed to be sitting <laughs> down at. First, first, wait a minute. First she says, get over there and scrape your plate and scrape it good over that trash can. Get it all off. Now go back on your throne and sit down. <laughs> you have your instructions. Govern yourself accordingly. Eva, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for saying yes. Thank Thank you for being open to my energy in all of its manifestations. My pleasure. (laughs) And I will see you soon on the other side. You guys be good. Of course, you know I want you to stay lifted and I want you to be well. Have a good one, Eva. You too. All right. bye-bye.